there on Anchor. So I got all the you know the main stuff out the way. Okay, it's pretty good. So we can go into our main show right here on uh, Nerdgasm Talking. So a couple of things has been coming, a couple of things has been brewing, and one of the things that have come in the past week that I didn't get a chance to talk about was that uh, so the Oscars now. I haven't watched the Oscars in a couple of years. Have any of y'all watched the Oscars in a while? Absolutely not. Yeah. Now the thing is. I think I know why collectively why we haven't watched the Oscars in a while. The representation of our people have not not the, had not been great, especially over the past couple of decades and stuff of that nature. Mm-hmm. However, I am a huge fan of film. Mm-hmm. I love cinema. I love movies. So I do love to see who gets the awards. I mean, every now and then if it's on in passing, I do watch it because I do. I am a big fan of cinema and film. However. So there has been, a, like, Jimmy Fallon was the host last year, and he made a nice comment talking about, you know, we got all these movies in the best picture category mm-hmm. that nobody knows, but yet Black Panther's in the theater crushing. No, that was earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Black Panther's in the theater crushing it right now, which, by the way, Black Panther just made $700 million U.S. dollars. Mm. They just made, they crossed the path to $700 million. Disney cheated a little bit, but they wanted everybody to get the seven hundred million. Hmm. So, because it was only in twenty theaters, uh-huh. and they went and bought an extra five hundred theaters uh-huh. for people to go and watch the movie for an extra day, because it was only twenty thousand dollars short. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then said, so, I mean, a lot of people would have been like, "Look, they got the seven hundred anyway." In my mind, six hundred and ninety nine point nine something million. Mm. I'm like. It's seven. It's seven hundred million. Right. But uh, but they want that actual thing. One paper to say seven hundred million. So Black Panther did that. But uh, so now uh, the Oscars is coming out with this category called the most popular award, most popular uh year award. And you know a lot of people ain't like this. And mm-hmm. a lot of people talk to social media. A lot of people talk to the internet about not liking the reason for this award. Now before I get into my thoughts about it, I want to get into y'all thoughts about it of how y'all uh, guys think about this whole thing about the most popular award. Do you think it needs to be another award show on here or, or do you think that this helps out the movie community kind of thing? No, I don't think it needs to be another. I think uh, if the movie's good, it needs to be acknowledged as great, not just popular because to me it's kind of a slap in the face. If you're saying, because yeah. when you say most popular, you're basically, to me, this is how I interpret it. And yeah. I could be overreacting, but you're basically saying to me, since let's talk about Black Panther, you're saying it's the most popular, but yeah. not necessarily the best. Personally, yeah, I seen the movie for yeah. what it was, but I thought it was a great movie. Uh-huh. I wasn't looking at it for popularity. I had no idea it was going to grow seven hundred million. I yeah. just thought it was a great movie, and I'm not even really a comic book guy to be yeah. honest. Uh-huh. So, that's my take on. Uh, Lady Sketch. Um, I feel like this. I also kind of feel like it's a slap in the face type of thing because I know I think this was aimed particularly at uh, this year at Black Panther because they know that people are going to be asking about it since it was such a powerhouse. However, I think this is more so overall about the whole comic book genre because it's been dominating for the last 10 years. So, and people have been asking where are the awards for it? Because these movies, it's not like these movies are bad movies. You guys just don't want to acknowledge it as like, uh, you know, cinema Uh because it's not what y'all see as the typical movie. Where, I mean... The reason people latched onto these in the first place is because some of the movies that we had coming out, it wasn't like we had like stellar pictures every you know every month to go see. People latched onto this because it was something. It was something new. It was well, something cool. Yeah. So it's like I think it's 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 kind of like politics. I know it sounds crazy, but it's like this year. 
because the when we elected this new president, he didn't want a popular vote, but so so somebody went in, you know, that people that were in it for him went and was like, all right, so I'm gonna put in the electoral college votes for this dude, despite the fact that nobody else likes it. And that's kind of what this is. It's like the best picture is not necessarily a picture that people care about or a bunch of people went and seen. The people who are part of the academy were like, this seems like a masterpiece, even though nobody gives a fuck about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah uh, the thing is, this is happening. This is this been going on with superhero movies, big action movies, even animated movies. You know, the animated category was just recently made a couple years ago. Yeah. The best animated film, mm-hmm. because so we can get acknowledged to the animated films because a lot of the top grossing animated films over the years have I mean, a lot of films have been animated films. Like you got the Incredible Suit that just came out. Mm-hmm. You had the Toy Stories and stuff like that nature. Those movies gross a lot of money. Right. And I think uh, there is truly an issue. Like every time there's a, a superhero movie that comes out, you know, it's always looked at as cheesy, but for the past 10 plus years, superhero movies have been grossing a lot of shit. A lot of money. It's been growing a lot of, and you know, it's been bringing in a lot of casual fans. I think the last, uh, the last real movie I remember seeing with you was when we went to go see The Dark Knight back in two thousand eight. Yep, that's that's an I seen with you. No, that's true. No, that's true. Uh, In fact, and I'm gonna tell you straight up, like I said, like you said, it brings out casual fan. Black Panther, yes, I'm a casual fan because I've never seen the Black Panther beforehand. Yeah, like I'm aware that the Black Panther's been a while for a while, Mm -hmm. but I've never actually seen what he does. Yeah, who is he? I didn't even know like nothing about him. I just heard yeah, the name. Exactly. You know the black, the only black superhero I ever seen before Black Panther was Static Shock. I about to say Meteor Man. Okay, no, I was saying, no, I didn't even think. I didn't even think about Meteor Man. Okay, yeah. yeah. I want to say Meteor Man. Shout yeah. out to Robert Townsend. Exactly. That movie was so damn bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on. Since since we going yeah. Meteor Man. Don't, well, don't, 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 don't say it. You know what I'm about don't to do. Say it. You know what I'm going to do. It. I'm don't doing it. it. I'm doing it. You gonna say blank man? Blank man. Okay, no. <laughs> okay. He, he saved on blank man. I thought he was about to say steel. I thought he was about to say steel. I'm about to say. Oh no! Nah, don't nah, don't nah. you put Shaq in this it. category? I ain't gonna don't do put it. no Shaq in the category. I was definitely gonna put blank man in there. Yes, okay, because it's yeah, blank man. Oh my god. David Wayne's annoyed the fuck out of me, but you know what? I did like blank man. I love blank man. Crazy man. That is childhood all over. It is. Yeah. So. Rest uh, in peace, J Five. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there has been, you know, there has not really been a lot of recognition for a lot of these big action movies. And then, okay, if you go to like the Fast and the Furious movies, you know, they've made a lot of money also. Uh-huh. And people was thinking like, well, is something going to be nominated for that? Especially Furious Seven, which was the last one that Paul Walker was going. But you, you had a thought? Yeah, yeah. no, see, because uh, men, men, uh, men it's, yeah. like we really just. You, granted, we, we said it's a slap in the face, and I still feel that way, but do you think this is like a sort of a, I don't mean ignorant in a bad term, but like an ignorant in a sense of not knowing. This is a way that they're trying to appease yes. the community. This is very ignorant because they know that the movie, especially if you're going by earlier this year's Oscars, mm-hmm. and some stuff that was nominated, a lot of these movies people didn't even hear of. Right, mm-hmm. right. And the problem is, is like, what what in a movie does it take to be an academy? Does it have to be a drama? Does it have to be a crime drama? Yeah. You know, I think it, it just has to be something yeah. that they see as stereotypically um, like a good, what they see as a good movie. Like it has the elements. All the cliches. The traditional good movie, not mm-hmm. necessarily what's new. Yeah, because even these superhero movies do follow the three-act stru- structure that is supposed to be in film. Mm-hmm. So 
there uh I do think it's a thing of pure ignorance because now it has gained a lot of attention because each year right. the Oscars has been losing more and more viewers. Wait, that's what I'm every saying. Every single year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And of course it, it it's you know, when you have your community that it's just really elderly white men. There's there's no women, mm-hmm. there's no people of color in that community. They just, just start trying to change that kind of thing. And there is there could be a lot of bias because who's going to go out and even it, it, and I'm not trying to turn to a white black thing but yeah. who's going out to see Civil War if that's only white men not going out to see Robert Downey Jr. in mm. Civil War they're not going to really? see they're not going to see Vin Diesel in Fade the Furious right. they're not going to go see Keanu Reeves in John Wick you know they're not going to see those kind of movies they would rather see the you know uh, the art house movies. No, yeah, based on our house movies or the like, there are some you know uh, bad pieces in there that it's like uh, wonder or you know uh, life is. So I forgot what those movies are called or stuff like the Notebook type things like that. Or even if it's like, even though like they have some that are popular movies that are nominated, but they hardly ever win. You know what, Oscars? Yeah. This is how you get the people on your side. Uh, I'm going to lose y'all real fast. Okay, I need to go on YouTube, find out every movie. Look at every movie with potential. Remaster it, get them to remake it. It's got to be a good movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> go, on them YouTube, go on YouTube, look at the free movies, uh-huh. and pick out some good movies, and then nominate them, and then you get the people on your side. <laughs> Just saying. I'm willing to bet it's going to be a category in the upcoming Oscars. What's the cutoff? Okay, so the cutoff now is usually November of this year. So it's going to be a bunch of quote-unquote um, movies that they don't see as serious contenders and black movies. I could see, I could see it going that route because it's like, is this gonna be y'all way to the, the say Black Klan that just opened? Say Black Klansman does well. Is this gonna be our way of repaying? No, because B- Black Klansman, believe it or not, that has potential of. They look at those movies for Oscars, but once again, those movies is us, you know, especially us African Americans representing racial times, yeah, uh-huh. segregation times, slavery times. Look. 12 Years a Slave won Best Picture. They love a good slave movie. Yeah, you know right. Yeah. Right. That's about the only black movie they yeah, love. You know what I'm saying? So they love a good slave or they, you know what I'm saying? Or the one like the civil rights movies like Selma and stuff. They get nominated mm-hmm. and they may not win. But those Black Klansmen by Spike Lee, which we will talk about later on in the show, mm-hmm. is something that's going to be looked at when, they, when it comes to Oscar contention. But that's the issue. But if you look at something like Black Klansmen, that was actually, uh, they right now got a 97% of Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And people have been saying that this has been Spike Lee's best movie since. Anything he did in the mid nineties to two thousands, because now see now that's that could be debatable. That mm-hmm. could be debatable because well, Spike Lee's movies in the mid nineties to two thousands ain't been the hottest. But you know, I'm well, not saying it is. Let me say, uh, but we we're gonna talk about that later on mm-hmm. in the show though. But when it comes to if you look back at some of the movies like this, okay, what about Infinity War? It don't Infinity War don't need to win Best Picture. Uh huh. But when you look at somebody who did excellent CGI on Thanos. Uh huh. And you see it look like, hey, I don't care what that movie looks like. That visual art right there looked appeasing. That should win something. You know what right. I'm saying? And then a lot of cat like Logan won uh, last year for best screenplay. There was just no way it could it could not have won right. the, the best screenplay. And there are some of these movies that had their contention. Black Panther should not win for best picture. I told you when it came to movies I watched this year, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor and A Quiet Place. Well, once or, my neighbor would probably be in a different category. It would, like a but, but see, that's the problem. It should be a, it, you know, say they were a quiet place. That won't get nominated because it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. Horror right? movies don't usually get uh, nominated at all. Uh-huh. Mm. So, 
when it comes to stuff like that, which I think are some of the best movies I've seen this year, Black Panther is in my top ten of mm-hmm. stuff I've seen this year. Yeah. I would that that wouldn't be best picture to me, mm-hmm. but it would be Most costume des, costume designing. Okay. The costumes, the accurate, you know, accuracy of the costumes that they had in that, in that yeah. movie, and the culture and the stuff that they, they had different African tribes. Mm-hmm. That is something that should be uh, notified when you talk about these in in the Oscar contention. Okay. And the problem is, e- superhero movies, action movies, horror movies are not even getting that recognition. Yeah. Wow. They're not I even mean, getting like, that think kind about of stuff. It, horror movie, horror movies, what you would think would be the first ones to go for costume design and makeup and special effects and all that because that's. The specialty. That's that's yeah, basically that's, what, that's all that's going yeah. on in that movie. Yeah. And there are now there are sometimes where superhero movies they get an award for like you know uh, best original screenplay, original score, or because there's no way you can tell me that uh, Black Panther shouldn't be nominated for best original score yeah. in this in this movie. And mm-hmm. the score just talk about the African music not in the background. Yeah, not you know the, not the necessary the con- not, not necessarily the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, even though Three Six Mafia won Oscars, so anything is possible. But you know, but but, e- but even still, that soundtrack was really I like good. It. I it was like really it. a good soundtrack. Yeah, but I don't. I'm saying, yeah. in, in the the grand scheme of things, I don't see them nominating it for soundtrack for the year. That's yeah, true, but, but it, it's like so. If Aquaman comes out in December, does it not get a great visual effect? Because everything is underwater. In, in Atlantis, mm, see, you know, yeah, what I'm saying, see. does it not get a good visual effect? So it sounds like this, like this. Okay, the, we don't think you are good enough to be in any of these categories, but we got one for your own. So I agree with that slap in the face. Yeah. It and to me, it's not like I'm not saying I want superhero movies or action movies in Best Picture. Right. A Best Picture is a movie that I can go see. I'm like, yo, that's a good movie. I can go see it three, four, five times, and I get tired of it. Legit, the best is exactly the best. However, there you have a like tens of other categories that superhero movies or anti movies can be recognized in. Mm-hmm. You're getting A1 actors and actresses in these movies. Yeah. So you mean tell me that there are no actresses that have some best supporting role? There are no actors that have best leading role? The last superhero movie that won an Oscar was The Dark Knight, Dark Knight. where Heath Ledger uh, played the Joker, but yeah, he was dead. Yeah, died. exactly. And it's, uh, probably because he died. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, but he was like, he was so good, but I'm like, I hate to think because his performance was so great in that movie. That's probably one of the reasons why everybody even catch me just wanted to see the Dark Knight. They're like the Joker's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? And then uh, when they go to see it, like yo, this guy was really good at uh, doing his role. But the problem is, you're sitting there thinking like, so if he was still living, would they have given him that Oscar? Yeah, because we still got memes about him, so that makes him a martyr. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you got Joker memes in 2018, and we see the yeah. Dark Knight too, in this day and age where everything is microwave, he's a martyr. Yeah. Same. I'm saying so you think he would he, he would have won the Academy Award I, still, I think he would have yeah. I think he would have it was that good but that but that, that's a 10 year gap you know that's what I'm saying true. that's a whole 10 year gap you know how many superheroes movies he had from 2008 to 2018 that's true I mean we just had 20 from the MCU alone in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe then we had the DC out there and all that and then we had all these Fast and Furious movies mm-hmm. and we had all these other action movies and stuff like that and then there's you, you got uh, cinematography there's so many other Categories you can go for, and I've just never wondered why they would never take the time to acknowledge these actors as putting in. These are big budget movies. They, they spending some money. The company spending some money for these. Mm-hmm. And they putting in work. Acting is acting. Whether yeah. it's acting you like, and whether it's a movie you like or not, they acting. It's not like they out here just in the movie theater. It's not like Keanu Reeves and John Wick is not Keanu Reeves and Bill and Ted's. Uh, what was it? Awesome. Actually, uh, awesome. Actually, yeah. 
So it's not the same. There's progression here. He acted his ass off in John Wick. There's no reason why he couldn't have been nominated for Best Actor. So what do you guys think the situation should be opposed to just saying the most popular because me personally when it comes to the most popular I'm like do you know how many movies that's just the summer alone mm-hmm. but if you can count the whole year it's just not fair right because you right. got so many popular movies if you think back we're, we're in half the year right now and a category and I was only about what five but popular yeah. is not going to to me that's what I don't like the idea of popular because it, it's an empty it's an empty category it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything all you're saying is the, a movie that sold a lot of tickets sold the most that doesn't mean anything it's not saying anything about skill it's not acknowledging skill it's not acknowledging a work put in it's not acknowledging anything other than you sold tickets uh-huh. so yeah. I don't like the idea of popular what I suggest is they get some better people on the board yeah. doing some better evaluation I What's agree. the best? Yeah, or I, I even agree with if you that. wanted to split up and be like best picture drama, best picture comedy, best picture yeah. fantasy. I, I, even if you, I could see swinging that before you do a most popular because that just sounds like a participation trophy. Wait, hold on. Why don't we just X the whole board out all together and let the people decide? No, that'd be too. Because because people are biased. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're, they're, I mean, I mean, not that the board is biased, but people are really biased. They don't know what they're looking at. Like people, I think the problem is the people that are on this academy are either super rich donors or people who really value film, like the art of film, and that's why yeah. the movies that win win. They win because they value the way it's structured, or the way it's shot, or the act or the acting in it. It's not. Just because, and they won't even go see the other. Or well, how about this? Change the board every year or two. Don't just get people who's who's used to sitting in that seat and they know they could just do that because yeah. I mean, I, the people that get the best the best evaluations come back. Like you know what I mean? Like that kind uh, of thing. Like I say, you get somebody that evaluates a movie and you grade their evaluation based on how they really saw. It. Like yo, were you biased at any point? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would look at like trying to. Uh, hire like the Supreme Court because you can't change out the Supreme Court, but mm-hmm. you can hire the best judges. You gotta go do a serious That's evaluation. What I mean. Yeah, it's that it's like because you know the academy is gonna be there for a certain amount of years, right? And, and so what you do is you like this. Okay, we need to vi- find people that value the art of film, mm-hmm. but we also gotta bring in a mixture of people that films affect differently because yes. film is subjective. Yeah, yep. and then because they is need it, to be able to have a discussion about it, and you exactly. can't just be by yourself on some like like voting for the president. Nobody get to see who you voted for. Yeah. they need to have a discussion about this. Like, okay, how do we feel about it? And they need to evaluate it together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I think that that's what should, something should be like that. Yeah. I I don't want it to be a movie like Superfly uh-huh. that sells a lot of tickets and wins most popular and and the Oscar and like Superfly, Superfly has no no reason to be on there in the first place. God, I love Superfly. The original, Not the, the nineteen seventy two. Yeah, I'm talking about it. But you, did you see the remake one? I know they're coming up with a movie, but I don't care about that. Yeah. Yeah. Superfly is already done in seventy two. I don't want to see it. I don't care about it. Yeah, seventy two is done. It's, it's just the, like with the, the Grammys and they started bringing more people from different genres and it's like you can't just pe- have people who are um, well versed in more the most popular genres um, and you don't acknowledge the fact that hip hop is one of the you know highest selling genres out right now yeah. but you have hardly anybody in the hip hop and R&B world there so now they're trying to start like including people in the academy a lot of people and letting people know kind of like regular vote and letting them know their rights mm. people didn't know before you could just request to be on the academy you didn't like they didn't know that was the thing and they were like really i didn't know that but 
they don't tell you that because they don't want anybody, just anybody applying. So now they've been extending the invitation to more people that see they have a different worldview of things. So now it's completely different than saying, oh, well, we just want to have three country artists or producers and two pop producers and um, a classical, you know, it's, it's, they don't look at things the same as everyone else. So you got to even out, like you were saying, you got to even out the pool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a they should discuss a thing because... I'm still stuck on Superfly. <laughs> you know, you got this fantasy in your head about getting out of the life and setting that other world on its edge. Yeah, you, you know some Superfly. <laughs> the fuck you going to do? Except us. I used to watch Superfly. Size pin- yeah. Super but you really ain't got the stomach for that. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't... I don't think it's... It's not going to be fair until they really start shaking it up and considering actors and actresses from movies they normally wouldn't consider. Uh-huh. It's like, it's one thing... Like, how many times did Denzel get nominated before he got one for Training Day? Of all the movies Denzel was in, he got one for Training Day? He had to be crooked yeah. before he took it. it no, seriously. That's how, that's how it is with everybody. The only person I can remember off the top of my head that got an Oscar for being a character that wasn't, like, a pimp or was out here, you know, exploiting himself was Jamie Foxx. He got, you know... One for Ray. But he just... I mean, they're yeah, true, but he had to wear a few dresses and a few TV shows. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. But they, it's not like he got nominated for that. I'm no, saying but, in his movies. It's mm. not... It's it's just like, yo, why why do we have to go through all these back yeah. channels to shut people up? Exactly. Y'all could really just... Leonardo DiCaprio had to eat a dead bear. Bruh. Before he got Leonardo one. Leonardo DiCaprio and Meryl Streep. How many movies do these people have to be in before they get... First of all, Leonardo DiCaprio should have won for Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, just right. saying, yeah, that's I true. Agree. I was that's just true. saying, he should walk for Wolf of Wall and he completely overlooked that one. Yeah. Because and, it's uh, not a typical movie that but, they would want to see. Yeah? And I thought, I thought that was an excellent... Uh, I thought that was really excellent. Long, but excellent. Good movie. But yeah, I... I, I, I mean, you look up the real Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Exactly. East. Anytime I got to go and be like, I wonder what really happened. Exactly. All right. Well, you know what? But the, yeah, so I think we're all in agreement that you know the pilot work is it's kind of it's going to suck. But you know, yeah. I'm moving on to our, our, our next topic here, and the next topic that I have here is um, so I'm gonna bring this up. So Marvel mm-hmm. is thinking about using James Gunn's script for Guardians of the Galaxy three. Now, for those who are not too familiar with having with James Gunn, he had put some uh very disturbing tweets out a couple uh was it, uh, like 2010 2010 11 12 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he put, put some tweets out mm-hmm. about you know uh, before was, the world gave a shit before yeah mm-hmm. little before the world gave a shit about child pornography and stuff of that nature mm-hmm. oh wait wait oh okay I'm james sorry. gunn yeah. yeah no 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 i understand <laughs> it sounds like i know why they call him gun it was yeah. just like before they gave a shit about child pornography it should have been like before they uh gave a shit comma oh, <laughs> that's yes. why i was like wait what go ahead i'm sorry i got you so that's my bad uh <laughs> They did that, so but then he uh Disney found out about it uh-huh. and they fired him for those past tweets. But then it did come out that he did recently apologize about those tweets he had back in the day. Disney still wasn't hired, uh, you know, hearing that. And for me, I was like, you know what, Disney has the right to fire hmm. who they want to fire. No, yeah. however, they fucked up when Bob Iker comes out and says, uh. This right here is inconsistent for what Disney's practices are. And I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the record scratched for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hold on. 
now it looks like there's a couple now people are a little angry Dave Bautista once said he's supposed to be out the movie but now Marvel is saying they're trying to get James Gunn back but the uh, the, the thing is they're thinking about using his script for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 which is still due to come out in 2020 mm-hmm. after the whole Avengers 4 thing comes out and everything so I, I want to ask you because I'm sorry with you uh uh left brain yes, you know sir. what I'm saying I know you're smart enough for all this stuff I doubt now I want to put in, in in your scenario you have a guy who did something bad right mm-hmm. child uh, pornography yeah, bad uh, so, was, now he he was one of those kind of guys that when he would like say those kind of raunchy stuff to get to get a, react, a rise out of, get a rise out of people mm-hmm. however a lot of shit was like I was like okay bro you need to you need to dial this shit back yeah, you got chill who you know asked for forgiveness and then, back then, by the way, not like recently because they found out. Yeah, back mm-hmm. then, before they started d- digging it. And then, they want to fire him. And which Disney has their right to do it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, come out and say it. They're saying that's inconsistent with Disney practices. How do you feel about that? Well, first of all, what are Disney practices? Uh, saying that all throughout their history, mm-hmm. they, did, they did not tolerate this kind of behavior. Well, with this type of thing, now we're talking about... I'm sorry. <laughs> so basically, okay, so now we're talking about evolution, and evolution has to come with social media. So they'll say, this is not consistent with Disney practice. All right, well, it's a new day, mother. You know what I mean? Uh, new day, motherfucker. But anyway, yeah, no, I think fire the guy. Or you know what? If you want us to use your script, you don't get a credit for it. Charge that to the culture. I mean, if he's that good, if you're that great, if you're that great, just because you're great don't mean you get a pass for writing disturbing stuff, especially about child, por- child pornography. Just uh-huh. because you're great doesn't mean you get a pass. And just because, all right, Disney is inconsistent with Disney practices. All right, well, you know what? We changing everything now. We ain't going to allow this no more. Yeah, we used to allow that. We used to do that. But for the people and for the sake of this company, we're no longer putting up with it. We're not going to say, oh, well, we let so-and-so slide with it back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, so it don't matter what anybody does nowadays. We'll let this slide, too. Nah, nah, nah. Now, Lady Sketch, what's your your opinion? So, I don't know if you had a context to everything that's happened with this. So, the rundown of it is James Gunn made offensive tweets. They fired Bull because they didn't agree. Then, uh, because it didn't align with, you know, Disney's... uh, what do you want? Whatever you want to call it, uh-huh. their brand, and then everybody goes all up in arms that they fired him because he apologized. Now people were like, they were upset, but they could understand. Disney coming out and saying, "Oh, this is not aligned with our practices," doesn't make sense for the simple fact that one of your leading men, it, Robert Downey Jr., wasn't shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you can't. So you can't you punish have, one without punish the other. Exactly. What you're saying? You have several people still on your payroll who have done questionable things and have and and they have also released questionable material over the years the child pornography but this is the thing he didn't actually he he didn't get charged with any child pornography he didn't do anything he just made lewd jokes that were I'm not going to say just he made lewd jokes alluding to child pornography that were inexcusable Mm -hmm. and it was part of that whole crass humor um, movement they had going on back in the day which is problematic the issue is you can't say, well, it doesn't align with who we are, and you have people still um, in your movies that have done crazy shit in their past, and you was like, since you changed your life, it's cool. But now, not just that, because people are upset about that, I think it's kind of like, if you don't want me here... Mm-hmm. Shit. Go ahead, can't scare me, sorry. 
if you don't want me here, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But you can't use my... That's my intellectual property. Okay. You can't say, hey, um, we don't want you here, but we know your movie was fired, so we're going to take it. Now, technically, he could go to court, and they probably would say it may be property of Disney because it's probably under his contract that whatever he does is, is theirs. Mm. That's fine. But he could be a dick and tie them up in paperwork, and mm. it won't be no... Guardians of the Galaxy 3 unless somebody slaps something together real fast and puts the movie out. I mean, it takes years to put these things together and tie everything together. I feel like this is, see, this is like court of law type stuff. See, now we, because it's like, all right, I understand people may have done some questionable things, Robert Downey Jr., but is there parameters on questionable stuff or is it kind of like, you know what? Yeah, he wrote lewd tweets. I mean, I might have, I might have wrote a few lewd tweets. But he was a drunk, or he did some crazy stuff, too. But it's like, is there any parameters? Is this worse than that? And some things you could kind of let go, and some things it's like, nah, bro, that's a little too much. Well, see, it, it also goes like this, because when you look back at Robert Downey Jr., who destroyed two television shows, yeah, who got caught riding in the car with a gun and cocaine, <laughs> put people's lives in danger. When you go to Josh Brolin, who just played Thanos... And who was who has been charged for domestic abuse to his wife? If you're looking at somebody like Ti, mm-hmm. who has been in jail for uh, you know, possession. Uh, was a, uh, it was possession. possession. I think he yeah. was he he's a convicted felon, and then after that, I think he was found with a gun. After that, like yeah. he's done questions with him, and he's still a rapper. Let's but, let's keep it real. Yeah. But yeah. but each one of the people. Each one of the ones I just mentioned, with the Robert Downey Jr., the Josh Brolin, the T.I., each of them ter- had a chance to turn their life around right. to make something different. Okay, evolve. Okay, it evolve. So in other words, we see the problem with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And he came up and he turned his whole life around. Now look at the franchise he's in now. Yeah. When you look at Josh Brolin, like this man had three movies come out in the same year. This year, he had three movies of that Deadpool two and Sicario two. Mm-hmm. They all came out, all sequels. He had come out. They all made shitload of money. Then you got Ti, who was in these these Ant. He had a movie come out this year, in Ant Man, who uh, he got some money from that too. And the issue people, a lot of people are having is they fucked up. Mm-hmm. You, they, you gave him a chance to turn their life around. He's not getting. People are feeling that James Gunn is not getting the same opportunity. And when it comes to the punishment, gotta fit the crime. But it also feels as though that with all the stuff that's been going on with the Me Too movement, all the stuff like that has been going that's on. That's what it is. But with this stuff like uncovering, it felt as though like people or companies are just reacting to what they think they need to do, opposed to what they should do. Well, it's it's because that's tough, man. When you start talking about Me Too movement, it becomes real sensitive, and let me tell you why. When you start, when you talk about the Me Too movement, they're trying to catch up on a years and years and years of yeah. stuff that's been going on. So now it's to a point where it's no tolerance for nothing. You tweeted something ten years ago. You've been like this all along, but we're just now catching it. You're fired, and I'm not saying, I'm not, but it's like I said also. If you want to be a part of it, you just get no credit for it. Charge it to the game. Charge it to the culture. Why not do one? Are you rich? Can you afford to do it? Then just charge one to the culture. You can get a credit for anything you do from now on. But just for this particular film, just give up the credit. Give it back to the victim. Give the uh, whatever proceeds you would have made. Give it to the victims. Anybody that might need lawyer money, any female that might be going through something or a child. But he's not part of the me too. too. That's what I'm saying. I think you're missing the point here. 
he crash statements yeah. opposed to putting people's lives in danger mm-hmm. is a different way, no matter what time frame it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a crash statement, if, if somebody look as much as we don't like the word, if there if some supre- white supremacist going around calling us the N word with the ER at it, at the end of it. Yeah, but he's not killing us. He, he's not he's you know not. What I'm saying you technically cannot convict him for that. We not we don't like it. It's disrespectful. It's a uh, a shot of our uh, of our culture, and you know, and also we know we're not going to like it. But by the law of the land, he did not burn across on my lawn. He did not come take you know my wife and kid out of my house. Mm-hmm. He bombed my house. He didn't he didn't put people's lives in danger. Don't make it right. So what I'm saying is you, the punishment. That happens. You, your crime gotta fit the punishment. Well, here's the thing. I'm not asking that that man be put in prison. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, but if I, you... I'm just saying. But it, you're not talking about being him being put in prison. I'm like, because these are real crimes. The people you said that committed real crimes, yeah. did serve prison time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They had a chance to forget turn themselves their life to turn their life around. They gave. They're not giving this man no no chance to. And the thing is, he already apologized. He already mm-hmm. acknowledged. The wrong that he did so it's like so where's the line here where's the line and then everybody said look fine if you if disney wants to fire him mm-hmm. cool but once again there's two sides to every argument i get that and the thing is disney when people kept saying why'd you fire james gun why'd you fire james gun then all of a sudden they felt as though that they had to answer Mm-hmm. And when you answered, you made it worse right. because that would be the right answer. Because yeah. when you answered, you just said, "You know what? We fired him because those actions of those tweets are inconsistent for anything this has ever done." Has anybody remember Uncle Ramus? Yeah, sure. Has anybody remember Dumbo with the Jim Crows? All right, I'm gonna put it to you like this: If somebody yeah. tweets something out like that, who's never done it? Now you say he's alluding to child pornography, right? Like, he, just, he was making crash statements that would be... Because I need to know exactly what's been... Because if, it, if it's alluding to... Ch- I need to know exactly what's been said. Because the way I'm looking at it is this. If you tweet something like that, would I, li- I want to live around you? Would I trust my... Ch- Even though you've never done anything, you're not registered as a yeah. citizen, you've never done anything, the fact that you tweeted that, now I, know now I know what goes through your mind and how you see things. Do I want to live around you? Do I want to leave my kids alone with you? Or anything of that nature? Now, I'm not saying you leave your kids alone with anybody, but I'm mm. just saying, do I want to live, do I want to be around you if you do? You know what I mean? And I'm not saying he should be, all I, all I said was this. I never yeah. said he should be blackballed. I never said he should be fired. I just said, look, as a, as a token of good faith, yeah, just give one to the culture. That's all I'm saying. But I 100% agree with you when it comes to, well, I want my kid around there, right? Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. I agree with like, how does this man think? I agree with you. However, by good faith, aren't we allowed to forgive? Are we supposed to forgive? Yes. By good faith, are they aren't they allowed to be able to, you know, basically redeem themselves? Mm-hmm. So if he did that already, but but just saying sorry, because how many people say sorry and don't? I mean, everybody it? says sorry. I mean, of course, everybody says sorry. <laughs> that's I, all I'm saying. Say, but it's the difference when you say sorry. Let me not. I haven't had a history from 2011 mm-hmm. to now putting up them tweets anymore. Okay, all right, yeah. Okay, right, yeah. If this happened in 2010, I say, you know what? This is fucked up. Mm-hmm. I, this is before everybody was pulling, going to do everybody's Twitter's account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know what? Those were inappropriate. I apologize to everybody I offended out there. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Please forgive me. These tweets, I'm not going to talk about this crew human anymore. I'm going to move on and try to make myself a better person. And if you have no tweets 
of the from 2011 to 2018. I know I didn't buy nothing then. Because if that's what happened, then no, bring him back. Don't fire that man. Don't let nothing. Actually, nothing should happen if that's what happened. But I didn't get that. I just got he put tweets out. Oh, yeah. this is from 2020. I think 2012 was the latest tweet, maybe. And then um, he apologized and said that he was turning. He was, you know, trying to turn over a new leaf. And he didn't want to, um, he didn't want to, you know, live by that brand of human anymore. Because I vividly remember this. Like, because all this started back when we were in college. People mm. be doing crass, saying crass comments. You had your, your Dane Cooks and your uh, Daniel Toshes of the world. Who would say crazy stuff just to get a laugh out of people? Yeah. Okay. Now, the issue that a lot of people, I think that the the bigger issue here is people them saying this doesn't align with our uh, company's values and still allowing other people of the same that have done crazy stuff to be involved. It's kind of like we talked about this, I think, on the the wrestling podcast, yeah. where it was like. Hulk Hogan got trouble because he was calling people that got in trouble because he was calling people the N word. Mm-hmm. He was suspended for what three years, right? Yeah. From WWE, and he couldn't, you know, go out and represent them, make money off them. Cool, understandable. However, nobody knew because WWE doesn't have a physical Hall of Fame building, so mm-hmm. nobody knows really what happens. They came out and said Hulk Hogan is coming back, and everybody was just like, "Whatever, he can stay going." People didn't really have an uproar until they said we're reinstating him in the Hall of Fame. Mm. Nobody knew no. he was out. Nobody knew he was out. No. Right? No. So the problem with that is there are plenty of people who have not been put in the Hall of Fame because of people's personal feelings Feels, and yeah. politics backstage that deserve to be there. That have done way less or have done things that don't necessarily <coughs> directly affect other people. Asante Samuel is not one of them, but just saying. Go ahead. <laughs> like um, China, mm-hmm. you remember China, right? Yeah. It, she did pornography, and she was in a relationship with Triple H at one time before he was married to Stephanie. Oh, that killed her Hall of Fame. So that she won't, they won't put her in the Hall of Fame. Oh, that's crazy. So it's like her doing stuff after she was a WWE superstar, and after y'all wouldn't employ her no more. And because she had a relationship with somebody in a company means that she can't go in the Hall of Fame, but you'll be you're willing to put him back in and we didn't even know he was out. Yeah. It's that's it's it's yeah, more that's in that's so, it's more in that vein. Not okay. necessarily like, yeah. oh well, we uh some people, because some people say they agree that he should be fired. But other people are saying like, I don't think he should have been fired. This was a long time ago. It's it was not that deep. For some people, even that if it is that deep, you can't be like, look, I understand y'all fired him, but then you can't say, oh, we fired him, but we're not going to fire everybody else. But see, I, I can even look at the, the punch like this. Okay, instead of being fired, you're not allowed to do any direction on any of these other crossover movies we have. Because mm-hmm. usually when you do these big adventure movies, mm-hmm. they get the different directors from each of the other movies mm-hmm. to help put their spin on it. And what I was saying, also, uh, let me clarify. I know he's not part of the Me Too movement. Yeah. All I'm saying is, if... If it took for you... Now, granted, you said he apologized before he got caught. So that, yes. that that's when the ball... That's what totally changes everything. I didn't. I yes. thought he apologized when he got fired. No. Because if that happens, then that's when I got... But if he apologized way before he got fired, then it shouldn't be about nothing. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought he apologized... Now, I got to clarify this. Yeah. I thought he apologized when he got caught. No. If you apologize way before you get caught, then it doesn't. It shouldn't change anything. Now, Disney's just tripping. Yeah, and that's it. So people were saying... Then it's like okay, if y'all want to fire him, y'all y'all in y'all right to do that. But you coming out, it's like the 
you're a big time company, and you, you got these little people talking mm-hmm. and write petitions. This is this has got too much money. Don't care about them petitions. Yeah, exactly. of course, of course. But but you had to have somebody to come out there. It's part of being defensive. You had somebody to come out there that had to say something. something. Yeah. And what you did was you just opened Pandora's box yeah. and made everything worse. Yeah. You made, now now you now you're looking back like you Disney are a bunch of hypocrites because. People, did. Disney was Robert Downey Jr. turning his life around. Yeah. He turned around before then. Mm-hmm. He they gave him a shot. Mm-hmm. He killed he it, around. and yeah. then he turned it around there. Yeah. So it's just like, bruh. No, everybody it, should be allotted the chance to evolve. Everybody, exactly. Everybody's got something. They've done something they're not proud of. Everybody should be allotted the chance to evolve. But I'm just saying, for those that it takes for them to get caught to apologize, yeah. we'll yeah. forgive you, but you got to show a token of good faith. Exactly, it's not going to just come with. I'm all right. I apologize. Yeah. It ain't nothing. Nah, my man, you got to give up something for you, the culture. You got to give, give something. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm saying. But but somebody who is like, I did it. I fucked up. I want to move on from this. Before. Before. So he did this apology in like 2012. Oh no, then this shouldn't be. No, they shouldn't so have fired that man. Is it hypocritical Very. for them to use his script that he wrote mm-hmm. for their movie, but he's not allowed to direct his script? I That's think at this man. point, I think at this point, even Disney might have even known that they messed up, but it's kind of hard to backtrack. Yeah, because you already done put up. To that's, not have a crisis management, a proper crisis management uh, staff, because that's what all this is about. Right. You supposed okay. to have somebody who's supposed to be out there and spin it nice mm-hmm. and make it sound cool. And they did a terrible and be job. Like, Yo, um, look, we we know that we fired him, but. <sighs> Uh, we don't, this doesn't align. We understand that we may have some people who have, you know, done things in the past, but it's, you can't, it's just like, you can't come out and say that and then not expect the backlash even further. It, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Y'all okay. should have just been quiet. And right. then like, we firing bull. Then now, now if he decides to do something after that and say yo i'm not letting y'all use my script or we going to court so we're gonna be tied up in court until the movie come out so y'all can rearrange everything if you want to Mm -hmm. or you can just get somebody else to write a whole new script Mm -hmm. and that's that's within his right whether he did it or not he wrote that script it's Mm -hmm. his script so it's like i don't want somebody else directing my um directing my work because it may not come out the way it's supposed to and you may shoot yourself in the foot by using somebody else's script because mm-hmm. now you just slapped the new director in the face by saying, "Well, this script was really good, and we didn't really need you here, but but yeah, you yeah, want the movie, up, so yeah, do this anyway, right? And you're trampling on my work because it may not be directed the way I want it to be directed, just because you're reading the word. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody sitting there and doing a table read with you is different from somebody going out and doing a whole, um, doing the whole run like an actual run through of a movie. That's true. You know, it's just. I have a problem with it only because it's like this is his art whether he's guilty or not his uh you know he did this and he has the right to be like this is mine you can't use it if you don't want me you don't want my if you terminated my contract Mm -hmm. that means everything in my contract went with it so that means that that's mine so should R. Kelly lose his record deal no I'm just playing go ahead go ahead go ahead (laughs) <laughs> I still got Superfly on my mind. I'm so over you. I'm so over you right now. I'm right. sorry, y'all. I'm thinking about I'm just thinking about it. No, it's all good. But you know what? We're going to our last main topic, which is going to probably be a short one. And that is, uh, so they're thinking about turning Venom PG-13. 
Uh-huh. Now, I know there's not really a lot of big, you know, things about here because, first of all, I don't think any of us here, uh, you being a casual fan of mm-hmm. Joe, and then, you know, me and Lady Sketch, you know, you being with me being more up to be, uh, you throwing this in my face like, no, so I'm, I can't. I'm a Tom Hardy fan. I don't care. Oh, yeah, so. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know you're a fan of Tom Hardy. That rose water smells good. Go ahead. It, the only, I was saying, but uh, I'm sitting there like, okay, so nobody had expected to see Venom anyway. We we seen the, the uh, I seen the latest trailer. It got a lot of people excited for the movie, mm-hmm. and we know Venom from the Spider Man comics is a very dark character. Yeah, yeah. Very dark character, and we have seen radar movies uh, from Logan to Deadpool to Deadpool to do sick do great in in, in money because you know it, it attracts a different kind of audience. Mm-hmm. And now there's a fear of it going PG thirteen. There's going to be probably making Venom. Who is a darker character to I don't want to say kid friendly. Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, so I think they're trying to make well, they're trying to make it more marketable because a, mar- a PG thirteen movie is more marketable than a, a rated R movie. That's what I was thinking. It'll reach a wider audience, but not because it's not in the sense of more marketable, like appealing, just because it'd be like if you're fifteen years old, you can't see a rated R. It takes away it's one less ticket sale. Yeah. You know what I mean? That type of... That's a, that's a, that's the way I was going with it. Mm. Plus, I think... I mean, would it be that big a difference? Like, because in P- some PG-13 movies, there's a lot of killing going on. It's a lot of stuff yeah. in PG-13 movies, but you can clearly see the difference in a Deadpool, what a Deadpool would be if it was PG-13, what uh, a Deadpool okay. would be if it's a rated R. Hmm. So I don't know ne- exactly where they were going with this Venom story that it would have to be rated R. So Venom needs a lot of cussing? Is that what this is about? Me, me, me personally... Mm-hmm. I don't see because I never had high expectations for this movie anyway. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and, and I mean, like, after I seen Trevor sold it to me a little bit more, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I understand the dark humor in it, and I understand Sony wants to try to make a home run here so they can try to, you know, keep the Spider Man thing going. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm sitting there thinking, like, you know, every movie doesn't, every superhero does not have to be rated R. Right. Yeah. But if you have a dark content with uh, this Venom character, because yeah, he is, is a dark enough thing. People are worried about well, if it make it PG thirteen, is it going to take away from the movie, and uh, is it going to have Sony have another failure? Because Sony has had three failures back to back to back with Spider Man. Mm. They failed on sp- people that not like Spider Man three. Right. Mm-hmm. People di- weren't too found the Amazing Spider Man. I think people and people did not like the Amazing Spider Man too. Right. And they, I think they might have been able to swing it until Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then mm. it was just like, all right, y'all. <laughs> like, come on. And it wasn't Jay Fox's fault, but it was his fault. It was his fault. It was, <laughs> it was a I, I love Jay Fox, but it was his fault. <laughs> yeah, he, was not, he was not an adequate villain. Neither was Paul Giamatti. But Paul Giamatti is a good actor, too. Yeah. My, my friends are real good at precisely identifying the problem and exactly. calling it out. <laughs> <laughs> but he was not. He just was not. Like, it was It was like, I wanted this. I wanted him to be great. I wanted yeah. him to excel in this. And that's why I was... wanted like, this for you, Jamie. It, it, it like, did, but he was too generic. It was just too bad. <laughs> too it was like, this This seems like somebody was like, all right, so what makes a villain sympathetic? This, this, and this? Let's throw that all in here. There was no development. Okay. And what makes him really bad? Let's throw this, this, and this in there? Okay, all right. So it just didn't, it didn't work. How many times did it tell Jamie Foxx cut before they gave up on him? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, screw it. He's a big name. We'll ride off. Yeah, that. that's, basically, that's basically what it was. That's basically what exactly happened. That's basically what it was. But you know, like I said, we ain't got to dwell on this too much. But uh, uh, right now, that goes off for the main topics today. But now I want to bring it to some topics. We have.
have not done this a while on a Nerdgasm Talk podcast, but I am going to bring it back today, and that is the Nerd on News, which is topics that we don't need to necessarily get in detail on, but it's just a little quick roundabout. So I'm personally, uh, for you out there, Swag on Zero, I'm personally going to handle the Nerd on News, and uh, we'll get to that right now. All right, we are now back from the Nerd on News. And uh, so, out there, uh, Swag on Zero, I'm going to do this for you right now. I want to personally play some Swag on Trivia. Okay, so the Swag on Trivia is obviously a game that Swag on Zero plays where we do different questions and things of that nature about different superhero things. But you know what? I'm going to do it a little bit different. I'm going to do it my way. So, let's hit that music. Alright guys, so this is a Swag on Zero segment, but we gonna turn it up differently uh, today. So right. so right now, so what I'm gonna do is, since Black Klansman came out this weekend, uh, the newest Spike Lee joint, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go around and ask you guys, what are your top five favorite Spike Lee movies? What are some of the ones that you hate? You know what, I'll start off first. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna start off first. And then we're gonna go around and talk about some of the ones that we did not like. And if, 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 if anybody see Black Klansman? Yeah. Oh, they're not. No. Yeah, no, I do want to go see it. So I'm going to make sure I see it. But you know what? I've been hearing a lot of good things about this movie. And that's very, over the past 15 years, it's been very rare for a Spike Lee movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But you know what? So we, I want to get into the top five. And I'm going to start off. So these are my top five favorite Spike Lee joints. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the right thing. Of course. Oh, this is in no particular order, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going in order, but go ahead. School Days. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X. Mo Better Blues, hmm. yeah, and Get on the Bus. I did that. There was something about you know, but see, I'm also thinking about if uh, do I want to? No, no, and I, 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 I'm gonna put it outside. I won't still stick with uh, Get on the Bus. So those would be my top five. Get on the Bus is one of the movies that can go switch in and out with another one depending on how I'm feeling that day. Yeah, I thought she was gonna say she's gotta have it. She's got. See. I kind of like she's gotta have it, but that wouldn't be one of my favorite ones though. You know, it's the first. I I, I like the first. Of all, I like I like the movie way better. Than I like the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, but uh. I mean, I think the TV show has room to grow, but I do yeah. right now like the movie better. Exactly. Um, she's gotta have it. Just it's such a good movie, but it just rubs me the wrong way. It rubs, okay. Cause guys get. I'm so biased. Cause she she just she's just she's savage. She's she's <laughs> she, she, she definitely is. She definitely is. But you know what? Uh, I'll go with top three. I'll, I'll say three because I'm gonna be honest with you. I wasn't that big a Spike Lee fan. I didn't see all his movies. So okay. of course I'm gonna go with Jungle Fever. To, see, that was that's one of the ones I was thinking about between switching between Get on the Bus and Jungle Fever. Mm. So that so I was like, which I'm one go, I want? I'm gonna go Get on the Bus. Kind of edged out for me for certain reasons, but you go ahead. I'm gonna go Malcolm X and I'm yeah. gonna go Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing was so good. Yeah, it was. Do Do the Right. Every time Malcolm X come on, I sit there and watch it. You know what? I take this back. I may personally, this is this might be me, be me being biased. I'm taking off, get on the bus, and putting on He Got Game. Mm. 
Ray Allen, oh! could, Ray Allen could act with the shit, but you know what? Denzel he helped game. that she movie, oh. and I love that he got no. a game movie. You know what Ray Allen did for me? I think the first time I seen uh, he got game, I was mad at my pop. <laughs> so I had a mindset that when I get big enough, I'm gonna get right at him. So Ray exactly. Allen did that for me in the movie. I like that. Jesus Suttlesworth. Yes, yeah. I was like, if that's not a Southern Christian leadership conference, <laughs> man, if, if, if I ever heard Listen, one. Listen, he went biblical on his pop. That was crazy. He did. He did. Uh, Lady Sketch, can I get your top five, Spike Lee's? All right, top five. Um, in no particular order, Crooklyn, uh, Malcolm X, yeah. Do the Right Thing, School Days, and I, I, I'm gonna have to go with Mo Better Blues with an, honor, an honorable mention. Yeah. To four little girls in the Kings of Comedy. Four little girls is great. Four little that deep. Was a great documentary. For for have you seen any of Spike Lee's documentaries before? I have not. Okay. The, and I wasn't big on Crooklyn. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's why it's not my top. Five. I wasn't. I like the movie. Mm-hmm. It's not my. It's not my top. It's like she got to have it's not on my top. Yeah. yeah. Like but, she uh, got to have it. I like. But it's not in my. But when it comes to Spice documentaries, though, they're great. I think Four little girls and when the levees broke mm. was some was a deep, powerful documentary. It was good, but I mean, like, bro, you gotta be in the mood to see that, and you That's, you, gotta, you gotta be like seven in the morning. You gotta be like daylight. It gotta, even, you, you need a drink because you are gonna get angry <laughs> because you know Spike show you everything. I know. Spike show you every and then even when when oh I watched the, the I bought first of all when Levy's broke was a four part documentary mm-hmm. and I bought it and I was like huh okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it because I want to see it about Hurricane Katrina right mm-hmm. and then when Spike showed them bodies floating in the water oh bro and then when when he when when he showed when they pulled the bodies out the attic from the house that was flooded oh god my stomach turned. I don't see and, how y'all still got y'all souls. My soul would have left my body. Like, yeah, just, that's too much. That's well, too much. It, it is. It is. I'm just like, but he shows it all. And even with oh, the four little girls, funny. he shows he the girls. Pictures of them after the, the, I'm like, oh my god. Because Spike got Spike got this thing. It was like, I want to hammer this point into you yeah, yeah. to understand it. And I'm like, I appreciate it to a certain extent. Yeah. And it's something that's like, bruh. You could have left that out. You could have that because. Honestly, I've watched for the Levy's Broke twice, and I have not watched that documentary I only over 10 years. I watched it once because that's all I could stomach. You know, don't even have that in here. When the Levy's Broke? It's not in there. Oh, really? Yeah, weird. Even, okay, well, you know it's, what? It's not in They, they didn't release it in the movie theater. Four Lugos didn't release it in the movie theater. They did. But it's she still, jungle, even still, they said, you know, they got stuff in here that's short films, and yeah. they got television. Oh, television. That's why. Never television. Okay. It's now, talking up in a different, in different thing. So let me ask you a question now, because I said, because. Uh, you hit something on there also. You saying that he wasn't necessarily a big fan of Spike Lee. Wasn't. Is, is there uh, a reason for that? Now I'm not saying because I think I probably do agree with you on certain things. That's why there's a reason why I didn't like Jungle. You don't get me wrong. I thought Jungle Jungle Fever was a decent movie, mm-hmm. but as a film, it had problems, yeah. which well, I'll get into. But uh, so what's some reason why you don't? I mean, he's. You know what? I think it's more personal than his actual work. I just think like Spike Lee to me comes off as like a not a. Maybe this is wrong to say. Preachy? Yeah, like I, I just can't. Uh, I don't know. It's just no, it's no, no. Pro- I, I I agree with you on that one. But go ahead. It's just like to a certain I, extent. I, yeah, I agree. I think. But you know, it's crazy. I think for me, it was kind of like he's the lesser of two evils because you got Bill Cosby preaching and then mm-hmm. you got Spike Lee preaching. No, I'm sorry, I can't compare them to. But I mean, but think a, about it. They both were critical. Um, 
of people you would think they wouldn't be. But here's the thing about Bill Cosby. He was preachy, but I could laugh first. Like, Spike Lee, for me, just seems like nobody's smiling. Spike Lee was one of the kind of guys that was just like, he don't feel as though that the audience gets my message. Yeah, and that's, you gotta make it. Like, you it's make like, it sure. okay. Yeah, like, yeah, it's the point to the point where it's like, okay, you're getting slightly overkill. Yeah. You're getting overkill with yeah. the message. And one of the reasons why I didn't put Jungle Fever on that thing is because. Mm-hmm. The message was supposed to be about interracial relationships. relationships yeah, what they and, go through. You know what I'm saying? Especially up in New York in that Italian neighborhood and the black neighborhoods of Brooklyn. Yeah. And it became a whole nother movie by the second half. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. it talked about drugs, drugs. And it talked about, you know, prostitution. prostitution. And I'm like, stay yeah. on one point. Right, right. Stay, you know what I'm saying? Because you can, you can make a powerful movie if you stay on one point. That's why... Do the right thing was such a good movie. That's why Mo Better Blue is such a good movie. That's why Michael Bessler was a movie because he stayed on it was one point. One, it was one central story. But when, when Spike Lee, the more angrier it seemed like he got, mm-hmm. the more movies he made with like 13 different points in one movie. And there are some times, I'm just like, okay. Why couldn't he just date the white woman? Why do they have to cheat on his wife for the white woman? Uh, see, uh, see that's, that's another thing. I'm just like, you... Illustrate the story of a homewrecker, right? Whose brother is on crack, whose parents are pastors, mm-hmm. who uh, he has this jungle fear. I'm just saying to the point he had where way too much. It was just it like, was too much going on. Are in we there. doing uh, interracial? Are we telling the Marvin Gaye story? Are we like what's like, happening? I don't, I don't like, know. like my personal opinion about when it comes to jungle fever, he got inspired by a story of this this black teenager who was dating this white girl up in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and they didn't like their relationship and they killed this boy wow and in the beginning of the movie he has a screenshot of the boy that got killed that's the inspiration for this story but yet he takes the inspiration from the story and turns it to something completely it different it really and bad. I'm like there's nothing wrong with having a story of a black guy who's in love mm-hmm. with a white woman right there's nothing wrong Keep with that. that. Let that be the but topic. But I felt Don't as though like, when you had to have Wesley Snipes cheat on his wife, wife yeah. when you had to have his brother on crack, yeah. when you had to have his parents come from a very religious background. Mama, I spoke the TV. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like... Mama, was the funny? It's funny. And then when you're sitting there juggling so many topics, mm-hmm. it comes off like... It's, I don't understand what you're doing. And on top of that, he goes back to his wife at the end in the first that's place. That's what I'm saying. That this is dope. like... That's why I was just like, this is not... <laughs> and then the end, oh my God, that end scene ruined the movie for me. Where homegirl came and was just like, hey, daddy, don't you want to... And he just grabbed it was like, no! Like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, that was... That bruh. Was... It's like, what is going on? Like, I understand. Oh my God, this could be my daughter one day. Uh, like, I get it, but... We got that part. You're just doing the most right now. So in the mid '90s and the early 2000s, there was a thing where it's like, okay, so um, he did a movie. You ever see the movie Bamboozle? Yeah. Okay, he did that movie, and I was like, okay, this is interesting because I wanted to learn more about the blackface in, yeah. in the minstrel shows. This movie turned from blackface and minstrel shows yeah. to satire okay. in play mm-hmm. to uh, gang violence. To I'm just like. I See, need the, you to slow down. Yes, the satire mm. could have very well, uh, you know, worked with the blackface. Mm-hmm. But then you got into the gang violence. Yeah. And it, it was just like... And, you know, uh, and it was about how they exploit black people on TV shows. 
Which is still, which is which Shout still out ties to into hip-hop. blackface. They're true. Yeah. But you and you still could you could have incorporated that without it being like yo um what <laughs> like the so everything was worked. What you said, like, everything what? was everything could have went well minus the gang violence. No, no. Me, me personally, I think Bamboozle would have won a lot better. Mm-hmm. One, if it was just a guy who was trying to make a TV show who turned into a minstrel show to, just to skip money mm-hmm. and learn the era of the ways okay. by All the right. minstrel show. Shout out to Drake. Yes. So, uh. I think that would have been a more powerful movie. Yeah. All right, don't matter whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Native American, it doesn't matter. I recommend you guys go out and see Black Clans. I heard nothing but good things about it. It's not one of those movies where it's targeted to just one audience. That's, uh-huh. why, that's why it's getting a lot of good ratings because Spike Lee has been known to just target to one audience. Mm-hmm. And but this one is more universal. And besides, one thing he does in this movie that people said it was good that there is laughter. There's there's the it's not it's not like Detroit, okay? Mm-hmm. When Detroit was just like, I'm fucked up. Have you seen Detroit? Mm-mm. Bro, you are gonna be fucked up through that whole movie from start to finish. That that is one of the movies that you had to carry like this. I don't want to watch this. It's gonna make I me angry. See it again. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things like as your duty as a black man, you should probably go see it. However. You should probably not see it again. It's like Roots. Like, you watch Roots always. Okay. Time and you be like, you know what? I'm good. Get it? Take it as much as possible because you ain't looking again. Okay. ain't looking at it again. That's what Detroit is because it's just like, when are they going to... It's like, when is the football drop? When are they going to win something? Right. They win nothing. They don't. The thing about Detroit... See, this is the thing, reason why... is Because... I've seen enough documentaries on, like, the drug trade about Detroit. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's not about that. No, no. I know it's not yeah. about the drug trade, but I've seen enough. Like, because the thing about when they talk about these, when I talk about, I see these documentaries about, yeah. like, drugs and whatnot, they show the poverty part and how businesses got shut down. Yeah. How people had no jobs. People were homeless. They go into all of that. So, I can only imagine what Spike did to this damn. No, but he, uh, Catherine Bigelow did Detroit. Uh. Now, Spike didn't do Detroit. But Captain Bigelow did Detroit, and it was a good movie. It's right. just—is it too like gory? Like no, no, it's not gory. Okay. It's just exhausting. Oh, okay. It's okay. exhausting okay. because you just see these depression. It, 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 these people get treated like shit from beginning when the credits roll to the end. Well, it's tell just me like, what the, the event is. You can look it up. Okay. Well, yeah. If, if you want to look at the event, the event is about this. Uh, this uh, takedown of the was it? I forgot the name of the exact motel that it was at because there was a the riots the in Detroit, the Algiers motel in Detroit. There were these riots mm-hmm. that was going on, and then these police officers heard the, the shot from this, this motel, and they came in there, shot about uh, three black God three guys, damn. and then they terrorized these people, all the, the rest of the black people and the two white girls that was in there with them all night long. And it was a um. And, and they got away with it. They got away with it, and it was a, a famous. Who was the famous group that was in there? The the, the dramatics. The dramatics. Okay. Which so, fucked up their lead singer to the point where he he just couldn't sing no more. He couldn't sing anymore. Mm. So look up the that incident so yeah. you can get an understanding of what, what the, the movie is. Yeah. So it's not like just you know Detroit is so downtrodden and everything. It's really about an actual event where people got fucked up. Damn. So yeah. and this is this is the subject matter. So. Exactly. Just but, like that one, I don't. I didn't see it, but I heard it was deep. So yeah, um, but right as of right now, we're about to close the show off. But before we do that, we do have uh, the me and Swag sixty second reviews. Not really. And since Swag is on uh, Otakon this week, and I have finished Ready Player One, a uh, good movie. I still think Steve Spielberg is a great director. But last week, 
we had Lady Sketch read The Killing Joke. Her first graphic novel that she read. Very first. Because it wasn't it wasn't that long of of a, of a graphic novel to read anyway. Yeah. So uh, I want to know what I, I made you hold off your review for a whole week. Okay. So I want to know your whole oh, your whole review on the Killing Joke. Uh, since you read the whole Joker, quote unquote, origin story. Um, I will say it was interesting because all the movies I've ever seen. And all the Batman lore, we have heard and seen Batman's story 18 million times. So, it's nice. I think it's nice to see the inside of the mind or a glimpse of the inside of the mind of a villain. Because villains very rarely are villains just because they just hate people and they just want to fuck shit up. There are some people just like, I just want world domination. But usually it comes from somewhere. Now, I will say it was cool. Um, seeing some of it, but I uh, felt it was kind of rushed. It was just like, all right, bro, this John's like 20 pages long. We finna tell you from beginning to end who the Joker is a little bit, why he's the way he is, and how he got how he is in the end. So, uh, you, what, you want you want like a rundown? Yeah, we're gonna Okay, so the Killing Joke, in the Killing Joke, they tell, um, it starts out with Batman going to see the Joker and he is basically they're basically having this conversation where he's saying to him look joker we keep going back and forth um but eventually one of us is going to die mm-hmm. you know and you know batman don't kill people mm-hmm. so he's saying either me or you is going to be we're going to push each other to the brink and one of us is going to die or kill each other mm-hmm. and i think batman is probably more so worried because he knows that um it's probably gonna be him because yeah. he don't kill people right so they go through all of that, and um, Joker's really not paying him no attention. He's basically taunting him with his, you know, Jokerisms. And then <laughs> he breaks out, as per usual, and goes... Well, he realized the guy he's talking to is not really the Joker. Okay. All right. So, yeah. you you know this better than I do. Uh-huh. You want to tell it? Like, you want to tell the rest of it? Because I don't want to mess it up. Well, but basically, the, the story is... Uh... It's go- the Joker is trying to prove to everybody. You know, the Joker, his his whole motive is chaos, mm-hmm. and he's trying to prove that anybody on this earth can change with just one, one bad, bad day. day. Absolutely, because he had one bad day mm-hmm. when he was a failed comedian. That he had uh, his wife was pregnant with his baby, and mm-hmm. he was trying to get money, and you know, telling the jokes wasn't bringing in no uh, no okay, money. That's right. And then the gangsters came, and they had a lab plan to go rob this chemical plant. That he it, used to work at. That he used to work at, and they had him dressed up in this red hood uh, costume. And then what happened? The cops came in there. They, they, they bust him out. The, the villain suspected where he was at. He he fell into this chemical plant, which bleached his skin. Uh-huh. It made his lips bright red, so he, he had a, his hair green. Had, yeah, had a per- permanent clown look. Wow. And then he literally that night snapped and went insane. And went crazy. And but Batman, who has been his unstoppable force. Is so stoic, but everybody knows that if you look at the story of Batman, Batman is a damaged guy. Right. He lost really, both. Really uh, fucked yeah, up. Really yeah, fucked both up. his parents. Yeah. Right. So. Oh, sorry. Great movie. So. What the Joker's trying to prove to Batman is, I can make you snap. Mm. So the only way I'm gonna show you that no matter who you are, you can be fucked up with one bad day. So he kidnaps Commissioner Gordon. Uh huh. Shoots, shoots Barbara. Shoots his bar- shoots Barbara, and paralyzes her. And then hat strips Commissioner Gordon down naked and takes pictures of uh, Barbara, you know, uh, in agony and with her clothes off yeah. and trying to make the commissioner snap. Right. Okay. And then we get to we get finally to 
uh, Batman coming to save the commissioner and him and Joker having this fight. And then they, they, they tell a joke to each other at the end. I forgot what it was. He, I forgot the joke, too. But he yeah. tells a joke and he gets Batman to laugh. He never got Batman to laugh since 1937 at all, period. And Batman sure, never laughed. And I'm sure it was great for him because he's a fellow comedian. Somebody laughed at his joke. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then it, it pans out and all you hear is gagging. So you don't know if Batman killed the Joker. He was choking the Joker. He was choking. The, yeah. He's choking the Joker and he's just like laughing hysterically. But it leaves you there. It doesn't tell you whether or not the Joker died. It doesn't tell you whether or not he stopped choking him. He does tell the Joker that he wasn't able to cut Commissioner Gordon, which I think kind of broke his spirit a little bit too. But um, you don't know whether or not he actually killed him. Now, the whole reason this came up was because we were talking about the movie The Killing Joke, which they extended from that very short graphic novel. It's a very Mm -hmm. short book. Right. A what? How long was the movie? An hour and twelve minutes. Didn't need to be. It didn't need to be that long. So then they made this whole like different, like a whole different art in the movie, and it was just like this is a mess. I felt sick of the movie hmm. because it just didn't keep my interest. Hmm. And I was I read the book and I was like, if we had just stuck to the source material, we would have been fine. Hmm. So I think that it was a decent book. It's something that, a graphic novel mm-hmm. to make you think because it's like. Can you really just have some? Can somebody just really have one really bad day and snap? Like, is that possible? Yeah. Because clearly the Joker did. However, Commissioner Gordon didn't. And eventually you push Batman to the point where he might have. Well, here's the thing that you said anybody can snap with just one bad day. The issues he had, uh, that built up over time. Think about it. You know, just one bad day doesn't mean you can't feed your family. He said yeah. he's trying to get money. To, his wife didn't have money for the baby. Yeah, I mean, you didn't have money for a while. You kind of mm. missed. We kind of missed the major mm. part where his, his wife and baby died in the fire. That Wait, who? Oh, so, so you the, missed that major? Like you didn't tell him that. I did miss that part. His, ba- his wife and baby okay. died in the fire. So what happened was he was playing in this heist with the people. Well, he wasn't playing it. The the gangsters came in and was hub- like muscling him to do this heist mm-hmm. with the um of this old company he used to work for because he needed the money. Yeah. So they told, they was like, look, you'll be, we'll be in, we'll be out, you'll get your cut, and then you can run off into the sunset with your, your wife and your kids. So he left a good job to go pursue a career as a comedian and it didn't pan out for him. And his wife is trying to be supportive, like, it's okay, you know, we're going to make it, blah, blah, blah. So then he goes off and does this plan. As he's there that night planning the, like, the heist or whatever, his wife was testing out a baby bottle warmer mm-hmm. and a place caught on fire and she died. Hold on. So, hold on. Because I got to be clear. He left his job to pursue a career in comedy. It didn't work. His wife and baby died in the fire and he was planning to go on a heist the same. All at this happened same, in a 24 hour span. That's what I'm saying. That's it all takes us one day. And then at that, in that same. Y'all know how far fetched that sounds? It's a comic book. I'm just saying. You're right. You're right. I mean, first of all, if you fall on an acid chemical plane, you should be dead. Exactly. No, no, no. I get that part, but I'm just saying, that's a. a, Can one thing, which leads me to, can one thing happen? Can can somebody snap, like, completely lose all of their marbles in a span of 24 hours? Yeah, possible. So, yeah, so that's what it was. It was like, and then the person who caused all of this was Batman. So that's probably that's why he tormented Batman all the time because mm-hmm. it was like he didn't really cause the whole thing, but once everything went awry, like they changed up at the plant, so somebody to the uh, other people got shot. 
he couldn't see anything because he had the hood on. Mm-hmm. And then Batman came and freaked him out. And he was like, stop, don't come near me or I'll jump. And he jumped. But it was at, it was like chemicals at the bottom. It was a chemical shit. plant. And that's how he became the Joker. When he took the hood off, everything was all fucked up. That's funny. So, it's, yeah. So, all the, all this happened in one day. You mean, a few hours ago. Because he was like, I can't do this. My wife is there. And they like, you won't do this. Regardless. I don't care if you wiped out or not. That's sad. You know, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. But he did all of that and then still had to go through with this heist. And at the end of all of that and everything going awry, yeah, fucked up. you got fucked up and now you, you're permanently stuck like this. So he went crazy. So that's what his sole motivation is. Like, I went crazy. Oh, y'all motherfuckers been going crazy too. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I get it. I understand. And it's a comic book. You got to suspend belief to some, to some degree. But... I thought it was de- I thought it was decent, way better than the damn movie. Yeah, books are usually better than movies. When you explain it that way, I think it's very possible it. to go crazy in the span of twenty four hours. Yeah, I mean, it, it, a lot of things can happen to a lot of people in twenty four hours. But yeah. yeah, that's the thing. So, uh, thank you for the review. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm saying I was waiting, waiting a whole week to see what you know you thought of that one. But I enjoyed it. I would actually read another graphic novel. Yes, I'm telling you, when you read, it's longer than by Spike Lee. No, I got, should know it. No. I I got I got plenty of books. On my list, yeah. you can add a couple that you think would be. I'm not. Perfect. I'm only gonna add one. I know you're gonna say Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come is the only thing you gotta read, and that's gonna make you want to read other graphic novels. Okay. I'm sorry. I no, I believe it. But yeah, Kingdom Come, I think is like really grounded in something that you would like. I know that's your A one. Y'all still buying hardbacks? Oh yeah, I am. Look, I saw my collection over there. Yeah, no, I didn't got fancy on y'all. I do auto audio books now. And, uh, mm-hmm. He said. I don't say. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's going to bring our show to end tonight. So I appreciate both y'all coming here and joining me, talking a little nerd uh, gas and stuff like that. Once again, uh, Latest Sketch has the Turntables podcast uh, coming out, starting now, hopefully be on Spacious Productions. Yes. And then, of course, we have uh, Left Brain, the favorite cousin, Joe Franklin, got uh, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues, already hot on Anchor, 52 episodes deep. And like I said, we are he's evolving and making that show a little bit longer. So tell them where they can find that show at again. And then if they want to come talk about it, talk about the different topics about you, give them, give them your handles one more time. Oh, man. Uh, on Anchor, uh, it's Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongue, uh, Left underscore Brain. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. Uh, if you want to laugh a little bit on Instagram, talk about something on Instagram or on Facebook. On uh, Instagram is left underscore brain 88. On Facebook is Mayor Franklin. Uh, I also have a page that you can like, left underscore left brain. Um, yeah, those are my handles. Oh, by the way, also my uh, podcast is not only on Anchor. It's also on Spotify, iTunes, Google, pretty much anywhere. Yes, my apologies for that I put on other podcasts. Hey, man, listen. It's all good. We're going to get it. And we're going to get it. So... Uh, that ends the show for today. Once again, make sure you guys check out Spacious Productions, the production company that we are a part of, and check out the Market Dark Show, which is a weekly episode that they do. And what's the, is, is, is Mom Pop the other show they do on there? No, they discontinued that for a while. Um, they have a show, a podcast out right now about um, healthy eating. Check that out. Okay, what's the name of that one called? Don't, don't, give don't me know. Okay, okay, no, it's okay. It's okay. Don't give me the line. No, but right now, Spacious Production, if you just go to there and check out the website, mm-hmm. they have they all have that. They list of all their podcasts. All their podcasts on there, and we're on there as well as the Nerdgasm Talk podcast, of course, the wrestling version of the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling podcast. So make sure you guys check out both our podcasts on there. And if you guys are on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you have anything to comment about that what we talked about, make sure you hit the comments down below. But if you guys not listen to on YouTube, and if you want to listen to us on the podcast apps, we're on Stitcher. If you guys have an 
Android. We're on iTunes if you have an iPhone. We have on SoundCloud. We're on Speaker. We're on Google Play. And I'm actually gonna try to put the podcast up on Anchor myself. And I'm trying to get a. We're trying to get on there on Spotify as well. Make sure you guys stay tuned for the no gimmicks needed. I mean, excuse me, the Nerdgasm Talk special of Otakon, what they're gonna be doing. I think. Don't get me the lying. But Swagglezilla told me a live podcast. We shall see. So we shall see about what they... So it's going to be uh, him, uh, Quattro, Q-Flow, Full of Rookie, the man does the music for our show. And also, uh, their, their boy Tim, who has a podcast of his own called I'll Talk If You'll Listen. So make sure you guys check that out on all the great podcast apps as well. Uh, you want to say something before we leave out here? No, I'm just sneaking this this episode on Anchor. I didn't think you recognized what I was doing. Oh, okay, so no, no, I did. Since day was the second number three, <laughs> <laughs> I recognize all that. But so uh, once again, so this is a uh, SC and a place to be. Chill with Mister A and D, and the greatest catch, lady sketch. And real y'all. And uh, left brain, your favorite cousin Joe Franklin. Yes, sir. And uh, once again, Nerd Coach is out. Q Flow. Wherever you at, legally, take us out.